The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you need it. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. Good morning, and thanks for joining us for the Zamzo's Show. Uh, I'm your host, Joss Zamzo, together with two of my favorite guests, Chris Owings and Nolan Guthrie, both I'm going to go ahead and name you tree enthusiast, both people that uh, I'm not going to say you're tree huggers, but uh, but you can you could I I would identify as a tree hugger. (laughs) I wouldn't be offended. Well, and it's fitting that I have the two of you on because today's show is everything about trees. And I kind of imagine that we're going to talk about trees that we love um, and trees that we don't love. And we have unique perspective because this isn't. Uh, trees that we don't love because the three of us have a uh, a preference for not spraying a lot of pesticides. Yeah, right. Uh, trees that we don't love are trees that that honestly we're helping people every single day mm. solve problems with yeah. these trees. And it maybe these trees would do great in upstate New York, right? Right. But but in Idaho they don't do well. So we'll, we'll talk about those trees. Um, we're also we're also going to get into how do you plant them, when do you plant them, what do you do after you plant them. Uh, I, I know there are a lot of people that are new to the area that 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 think that you have to hire someone to plant trees, uh, and I think we can dispel some of that. And and so we're in for a great show. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah, I think Chris and I did a show like this years ago, so it's fun to revisit it and like. Uh, I'm excited to hear what's changed in uh, Chris's opinion because right. he and I have, have differed in the past. So it's, it's very fun. true. So, so I, I think it's. Uh, I was looking up some statistics, and that you know the the numbers vary. Of course, it, it would vary depending on where your house is and 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 the year and the temperature and whatever. But a conservative estimate is that a well placed tree that provided shade for your house could save you $250 a year. Hmm. And so if you bought a tree, you could recoup your investment in a couple of years, Yeah, even if the little tree doesn't give you a much value. And then over over 10 years or 15 years, you could, you could actually create a tremendous amount of value. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. The other thing that's true is that good trees in your landscape add measurable value to your home. Right. And people don't really think about those those factors, but there are lots of people that are imagining in their in their dream home 
these shade trees and a shaded backyard, and those are things you can't recreate shortly. Yeah, I would almost say that's kind of uh, something people don't really think about, but they notice like subconsciously. Like if you're looking at a new home and it's full of trees and it just feels has that feeling of lived in and and old, uh, that that speaks a lot to people. I think on a really basic level. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think uh, to begin, let's let's start this conversation because it, it really is. Um, I think we'll, we'll, let's go around. We'll go around the table here and let's just talk about trees that you love uh, and and kind of why. Mm-hmm. You know, so so Chris, you got you got what what's a tree that in and you know we're talking about trees that are from here not trees that we saw in florida or, oh, or sure. <laughs> right right yeah, yeah. trees that do well here right yeah. and my favorite tree probably changes every year i have a lot so this year my favorite tree is the columnar hornbeam okay and, and for a lot of reasons i think people want privacy they want hedges they have small backyards so this tree only gets 12 feet wide it branches starting clear at the bottom if you right. want it to so you can have privacy hedge that goes up 30 feet so it'll provide shade it'll shade a patio it won't encroach on your patio mm-hmm. um, and it's super hardy they plant them in parking lots because it'll take that radiant heat okay. off the asphalt bugs don't bother them i yeah. yeah and you actually recommended hornbeams to me it's been a several years ago now but i planted two of them in my front yard uh, those columnar ones. I wasn't mm-hmm. going for privacy. I was just looking for filling in that space. Yeah. And they've just been lights out, easiest trees ever. Like, no, nice. n- I've never had to worry about them uh, as far as bugs or anything goes. They always right. look perfect. Well, and, and I think that leads me to one tree that I dislike. And and that's arborvita. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna that say we almost we almost probably could have gone one two three. Name your worst tree. And, and then there's a whole bunch this. of people that are, are that are saying no. Wait, wait. I really wanted you know to create some some privacy. I mean, they love the idea that you that you throw in a row of of arborvita. Uh, you know, as a as a windbreak or or to protect, you know, give some privacy to their hot tub, mm-hmm. but it, but it just is not that simple, is it? It's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many over the last twenty years, how many times I've talked to somebody who's got a row of arborvitas and half of them are dying. Right. It's just it's so common, and there's such a I don't know finicky tree. It feels like if you can get past that point of you know that early stage, but even then, once they get older, they they have so many other issues that start to show up. They do, and they just give up the game for no rhyme or reason. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell what could have gone wrong. And uh, then you also have this: this pe- people created a green wall that they like, and then one dies, and then what do you do? Right. right? Yeah, you can't you can't yeah. put a new one there. Right. Right. Because <laughs> you don't know what killed the other one, and then you're stuck. Right. And yeah. and and you're kind of in this. You've got a you have a privacy wall with a big hole in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have a tendency to, to try to, whenever somebody says to me, I don't think we're going to do arborvitas, I'm like, oh, you're going to fight it for <laughs> yeah. six or eight years until they finally get established. And then just about the time they get good, they're going to start dro- dropping I mean, one or yeah, two. Yeah, not mm-hmm. even just to think of like when I, doing landscaping years ago, like that was the absolute worst job was to take out a, an, a dead arborvita. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, they're so messy and they just get into everything. Yeah. It's just not a fun job. Right. Nope, not at all. 
but very satisfying when one catches on fire. <laughs> All right, so 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 we got people are getting a taste for what we're talking about. Nolan, what about your favorite tree? Well, mine is still just tried and true. I I can't get over a linden. I I just I don't know what it is about. I think I loved them since I was in school, yeah. and the the differences they give you throughout the year. Uh, the smell when they're in bloom. I know mm-hmm. they can be a little messy, and I know some people don't really like that. They don't want to clean things up, but it's such an easy cleanup when they drop those bracts. Um, you know, they mow up really quickly. Yeah. Mow up yeah. really easily. Um, you know, as far as the leaves go, they're not huge. They're not small. Where like I've got a locust in the front yard, and that's the, you know, the worst thing to clean up. But right. Lindens are super easy. Again, they they can tend to get some aphids. Uh, but the bees love them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great tree for pollinators. And if you can get over the aphids, doing a little bit of a treatment for uh, aphids with some tree and shrub. I have not tended to do it, but and it's kind of like some years are good, some years aren't good for that. But mm-hmm. the, it's always just, it seems bulletproof. Even if it's got some aphids going on, it's never really affected it that drastically. Right, right. Well, so I think about a linden. And it transitions me to another tree that I don't like, the ash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, I, I laugh because I think this is every developer not from here, when they draw up these neighborhoods, they put rows of ash trees down both sides. Mm-hmm. It's like their go-to. That one in the Bradford pear. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but we, that's a separate issue, yeah. the Bradford pear. But ash trees in Idaho get the ash bore. Yeah, right? they do. It's oh, a guarantee. And, and it's aphids also. If. And once an aphid gets into an ash tree, I mean, it doesn't look good for mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Oh, right? yeah. And then and and so if you've got an ash tree right now, uh, and you uh, you think it's healthy, and you go out there and look at it closely, what you're going to start noticing is it's got some pores probably yeah. working in it, and and you're going to fight it. And so it's not that we we dislike ash trees, uh, you know, uh, right. on yeah. their own. It's I was, that- I was in Portland not that long ago, and there are some just amazing old ash trees right. in Portland. And I mean, I th- in those in that case, they're absolutely amazing just right. beautiful trees but they just they're not good here they're not good <laughs> they're here not. we're going to talk about why that may be in, in the next segment you're listening to the zamzo show and i'm here with chris owings and nolan guthrie we're talking about everything about trees trees that we love trees that don't do well here in idaho and everything related to that so we've got lots more on this topic uh, and we'll be back to you right after this break on news talk kboi the Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and now through Monday, September 11th, Zamzo's is having a one-two tree sale just in time for fall planting. It's been a long, hot summer, and everybody's landscaping could use a refresh. So right now, all remaining trees and shrubs at our Chinden Greenhouse are 40% off. We're also offering 20% off patio furniture, yard art, and 30% off fire pits, plus 20% off Thrive and Zamzo's grow tabs, which are both great for planting. What's more, bagged soils, compost, and bark are also on sale when you buy three bags of the same product. 
And when you purchase the one-two punch, you save an additional 20% and get a free Bernie Zamzo Wonder Bucket to apply it with. But don't wait. Our trees and shrubs are limited to stock on hand at our Chinden location only. And this sale ends at all stores Monday, September 11th at the close of business. So come see us now. 13 stores to serve you, including our Chinden Greenhouse between Locust Grove and Meridian Road. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. We are News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo Show. I'm Joss Zamzo here with Chris Owings and Nolan Guthrie, my my tree hugger friends. <laughs> and we're talking about trees in the Treasure Valley, what we love about them, what we dislike about certain trees, uh, how to plant them, and everything related to that. This is a pre-recorded show, so if you have questions about trees specifically, you can reach out to us uh, at zamzos.com or on Facebook and, and send us your questions. We can address those one on one. But in the meantime, we were just talking about uh, trees that, that we didn't like. And, and, and I think maybe people, especially if you're new to this area, let's talk about why uh, Idaho is its kind of its own uh, zone when it comes to trees. There, there are some trees that do well in the Pacific Northwest or, or do well in, 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 in a lot through the Midwest that just don't do well in Idaho. And let's talk about some of those things that, that, uh, that just stand out. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I grew up in Portland, so right. it was a very different situation over there. That's where I learned a lot of my, you know, planting just everything. That's where I learned plants. And then right. coming here was such a, a drastic change because we don't really, it's, there's such a, it feels a lot of times it feels like you're in Portland ish yeah. kind of area, but then there's other times it feels like it's the death Valley. <laughs> right. Right. And I think yeah. that to, to, to your point, uh, even climate, you know, even just daytime temperatures, uh, we, we're, we're somewhat unique in this Valley in that we, we can have, I mean, it's not that unusual to have minus 10, uh, into winter. I mean, it doesn't happen every year, but it can happen. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and there are a lot of trees that can't handle minus 10 at all. Like right. they die. Right. Uh, but we also, and it's becoming more common all the time, have a couple of weeks of 110, yeah. uh, which a lot of trees don't like and can't handle. Yeah. Uh, but we've got both. Right. And both within <laughs> sometimes several weeks of each other, yeah. like it's very drastic swings. I remember how long ago I was. I was still at Eagle. We had that that microburst where it got down to I don't know how cold it was, but I remember a bunch of plants died, and it was like a you know once in a generation sort right. of thing. But yeah. that kind of thing can happen. You know? Everybody's yeah. walnut trees dead dead yeah, right yeah. <laughs> they yeah. woke up you know in the spring they just didn't leaf out and couldn't figure out and they realized oh they just yeah they froze yeah in the winter they never dropped their leaves they right froze right to them yeah. yeah 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 i think that 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 puts us in a in, in unique so that daytime thing the other thing is that that sometimes gets discounted is that we're this is very very dry air Mm -hmm. All year round, very, very dry compared. And trees, we were talking about at the break how, you know, a tree wants to live in a forest. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, if we're going to uh, give them human human wants and desires, <laughs> <laughs> we, we could apply this in that there are there are certain things about forests 
uh, number and and one is that the relative humidity in a forest environment is higher than the relative humidity around a tree that's sitting by itself in the middle of a front yard with asphalt all the way around. Sure. Uh, I mean, you've got leaf litter and other things in the forest, and it's just there's more air, more moisture in the air in a forest environment. And, and so here where it's super dry and we don't have a lot of those forest-type environments in an urban landscape, the humidity problem. Yeah. I think kind of going along with that, too, you've got the – microfauna ecosystem in the soil that's not present you know a forest has i mean a forest is completely connected from end to end through the soil and when you just have one lone tree in an area i mean it's it's kind of like almost can almost feel it crying out (laughs) for its brothers and sisters i think we're learning we're learning more and more that they can hear them cry out yeah yes yeah, absolutely. They, uh, I, I, I don't recall the source, but I heard recently that uh, that they were they were able to pick up uh, a, a a sound coming from trees ahead of a forest fire mm. that sounded like screaming. Oh, the man. trees were literally could feel it coming on yeah. and and were crying out. Right? I mean, it, it kind of makes the hair stand up. Yeah, on the back it does. Of it. <laughs> it really just does. Yeah. just to think about that that concept. Uh, so so we've got humidity issues, and then and then soil, Chris. Yep, definitely. Soil is a struggle. Well, one we don't have any. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. We have clay, pit run, rock, sand, gravel, but we don't have topsoil, which they really want. And in that clay, uh, pH is a huge issue. We're very alkaline around here, and most trees want to be neutral to somewhat acidic. Right. And, yeah, we just don't have that. And then, and the challenge is that a lot of minerals aren't available. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, if you if you think about uh, the minerals like iron and manganese and boron and cobalt and copper and all the rest of that, as the pH gets higher, the availability of those nutrients, while they may be in the soil, they're not available to the plants as yeah. the pH goes higher and higher. And that's why we have chronic chlorosis is what we call it, where mm-hmm. trees just need iron. That has to do with our soil problem so so on on uh, on that topic there are a few trees that just don't want to be here because of soil ph and they've made all three of our lists of ones that we dislike because i get tired of telling people man here's some stuff that you can try yeah uh, but but you're going to have mixed results and 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 it's going to come right back next even if we can make adjustments this year uh, uh, you're still going to have problems next year. So what what what's top of your list of trees that suffer from our soil? <laughs> Ready? Uh, One, two, three. Yep, yep, the maples. red maples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the tree that we all love. And yeah. you go to the East Coast, man, the whole forest of them, and they're gorgeous, but they do not like it here. Yeah. A lot of maples do well here, but anything in that Acer rubrum yeah. family. I was going to say, struggle. I've noticed like things like the Norway maples seem to do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Deborah is a... Zeb, do well. Deborah is one that's in that Norway maple family. Those, or if you live right down in the river bottom. Sure. I mean, yeah. uh, or right, you know, right along the river, you can get away with some things. Uh, but you, you're out. If you're up on the bench or out towards CUNA or, yeah. or in Canyon County, I mean... You're just going to struggle with those. There, there is a native maple too, but it's not an easy one to find as far as selling in retail. I think is it that Rocky Mountain? Yeah, the Grandy Dantatum. Grandy Dantatum, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that's, but that's you know, I I think we've found it a few times over the years, but it's a mm-hmm. hard one to get in. I've actually don't know if I've ever seen it out in the wild. To be completely honest, 
I don't think I have either. I don't Real know. Real pretty it's... smaller leaf for a maple. Yeah, a very traditional maple. Up north, shape. maybe I'm not yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, they're pretty. So, so you the what what you will struggle with, and if you're not familiar with chlorosis, what you're going to struggle with is you put this plant in the ground, the tree, and it looks pretty good because it's in potting soil, right? That, and that it, yeah, and it's being fed those right. things and at the, pH at the proper pH. Yeah, absolutely. and so it, so it does really well, and and the first year. I mean, it kind of looks like it's supposed to look. Mm -hmm. And then year two, year three, year four, as the roots go out into the soil that is existing, that's when, I mean, we'll literally have customer one after another all day long saying, my red tree is yellow uh, and, and are, you know, the, the leaves start dying and, and they right. literally just looks terrible. It's going to fall color early. Right. Yeah, is it common? Yeah, July. One. Yeah. You see the red fall color come out. Right, yeah. which is it, it's just one of those things that that uh, you, you, people people will buy them, so a lot of people will sell them, but they just don't want to be here very much. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's true uh, in, in a lot of cases with some oak trees uh, that that suffer a lot of. You know, we were we were joking about the Bradford pear. Uh, the Bradford pear seems to struggle with chlorosis quite a bit, yeah. uh, uh, depending on where you're at. And so you you know you get them and they bloom early in the spring, and people love them. They're super cheap for for landscapers to put in, but they don't really want to be here all that much right and they yeah. smell bad right when they bloom <laughs> right those, those pears don't smell good stink. <laughs> right yeah. so so uh from from that i think uh it's not a far stretch to talk about people who want uh the gentle tingle of aspen trees out their window right yeah. yep what's yeah, the problem with aspen trees in this valley chris yeah they want the higher elevation right. they don't want the extreme heats they don't mind the cold but they definitely don't want the 110 degree weather it tends to give them black spot different fungal diseases and and they're one that really wants to be in a colony a group, yeah that yeah. group yeah, yeah. want to be in a big group they don't mm -hmm. want to be that you, you they, they just don't want to be what people want in, a, in an yeah. urban landscape i think you know what i've even noticed too as i go out in the woods when you find a big group of them yeah mm -hmm. they don't really look that good out there either. <laughs> right, and that's right. their ideal environment yeah, right <laughs> so so we're talking trees uh this is the zamzo show you're listening to and we're talking trees we've got a lot more to cover uh in the following segments uh but we'll be back right after this break on news talk kboi the Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and Zamzo's Fundamentals Frisbee Fest is back for our 31st year, Saturday, September 16th at 11 a.m. at Ann Morrison Park. And in case you're new to the valley, Zamzo's Fundamentals Frisbee Fest is a frisbee catching contest for dogs, sponsored by Zamzo's new Fundamentals line of dog food and Fox 9 television. Come join us and watch dogs of all sizes and breeds compete in distance and style for some great prizes. The Idaho Humane Society will be there for the 31st year staffing the event, and the Serious Fun 4-H Club will be serving hot dogs and soft drinks for a donation. To enter your dog, just stop by any of our 13 Zamzos. Cost is $15 a dog, and each entry receives an official 2023 Frisbee and a t-shirt. Oh, and spectators are free, so bring a blanket or lawn chair. Then we'll see you Saturday, September 16th at 11 a.m. at Ann Morrison Park for the 31st Annual Zamzos Fundamentals Frisbee Fest, sponsored by Fox 9 Television and your friends right here at Zamzos. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
Welcome back to the Zamzos Show. I'm Josh Zamzo, your host, together with Nolan Guthrie and Chris Owings. And we're talking trees, trees that we love, uh, trees that we don't love and how to plant them and, and everything related to that. And this is a pre-recorded show, so if you're interested in, in talking with us about trees, send us a message on Facebook or send it uh, uh, or, go, or reach out to us at zamzos.com and, and we can get back uh, with you. So we, we were uh, transitioning. We were talking about aspen trees and how you know people want a, uh, the feeling of, of summer. And uh, I think one of the... the the hardest parts that, that people face is they assume that if a tree is for sale in this valley, it must be a tree that will do well in this valley. Uh, when, when the reality is, uh, you know, nurseries, all of them, I, I'd like to say that we're totally immune, uh, but, but we all still want to have the trees that people want to buy. Yeah. Um, and we do our best to try to discourage them, uh, but people want arbovitis. So if you don't have them, then people are going to go other places. But uh, it's just because they're for sale doesn't mean they're for this area. And aspens and arbovitas uh, uh, in the struggles and all the rest of that, ash trees are still available. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so are uh, uh, birch trees and, and a lot of other things that, that can be a challenge. Uh, so what about pine tree varieties? Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about some deciduous varieties, but uh, I've got one uh, that, that I got introduced by the, the guy that put my trees in when I first moved in uh, to my house, uh, and it was the Vanderwolf pine. Nice. Yeah. And they are spectacular. They I are. I mean, they, they – and, and what, what's spectacular to me is if all I have to do is thrive it once a year mm – -hmm. And the sprinkler system waters them occasionally. I don't have to mess with them. I never have bugs. I have to rake some some needles uh, uh, once a season. You know, at the, usually at the beginning of the year, I have to rake some needles. But other than that, they are healthy. They're happy. They're vigorous, uh, and they seem to be doing really well. Yeah. And Man. talking about the needle too, it's soft. Now you, yeah. you yeah. have a little one. If he gets in there, you know, most spruces will give you the rash every time you touch it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have that problem with those. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just I love them, and it's very thick. You know, it's thick. You start thinking about we were talking about what does somebody do if they if they were thinking about a row of arbovitas? What other options would they have? You know, uh, they want it to be evergreen. I mean, they don't want the hot tub to have no cover during the winter. Right. Like, what other options would they have? I think you know. I think really realistically, if we think about it, any tree can be any tree or shrub really can be a privacy screen. Right. It's just about giving them the space that they need. I think that's one of the things that kind of the traps with an arbovita is that the thought is that I can plant them really close and get that screen really quickly. Right. But that's not good for the trees long term. Right. It's, you know, eventually they're going to decline yeah. because they're just competing with resources, a limited amount of resources. So and I think thinking about some of those, really anything can can do that. There are certainly ones that can be more like that if you want that screen. I think, uh, Chris, what was that one you were mentioning? That, uh, I, I love the Taylor juniper. It grows very similar to an arborvitae, but man, junipers are just ten times as strong as yeah, an arborvitae. A lot hardier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I, you know, one of the techniques that that sometimes people don't think about uh, when it comes to a privacy screen, they they think they want a uniform English garden style yeah. hedge, and and to me. The, the the best way to do that is to take maybe a 15 foot wide 
swap and and offset yeah so that mm-hmm. so that you've got one plant that would be right on the fence line and then you come forward at an angle uh you know four or five feet and then put some a different variety and you create more of a natural break so yeah. that even if one did die uh it, the rest of the stuff it, it doesn't stand out you know it's yeah. not that formal english garden You've style got a, a better chance of yeah adjusting yeah and i think that's you know that's another thing you might not think about you look at that that type of garden you know that perfectly groomed hedgerow mm-hmm. and then but think about who was taking care of that right right because <laughs> right. it's not the person who owns the place you know they're paying someone to do that work and it's meticulous it takes a lot of work to do that now right. now speaking of taking the time and 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 planting there are some varieties that get planted that we have to deal with after the fact that are are the wrong tree for the wrong side because they're just too big mm-hmm. and people don't think about it what what's one that stands out for you chris well i mean boy, there's a bunch one is blue spruce Right, yeah, nobody wants to plant a big blue spruce. They always get them when they're pretty small, five gallon yeah, pot. They look like usually. a little Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. They're adorable, and then you put them in the ground. And they get thirty feet wide and up to fifty feet tall. I mean, yeah. they get huge. Big trees, right? And then, and then what? What so often happens? It, and I, at least I've seen it an awful lot. Is people say, "I don't want this thing to get any taller," so they prune the top out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then what happens? It really what? stresses the tree out. I, it's ba- basically the tree's dead at that yeah. point. I mean, it's it you know it might go on living. Yeah. But I it's I don't I don't know. It's just kind of a tragedy to do something like that to yeah. a tree, especially one that has. There are certain trees you can do that that don't have that apical dominance. Yeah. But a tree that is dependent on that main leader. Uh, it's, it's, it's cutting their head off. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think you, you're not going to take a tree that wants to be big and prune it into being small. I mean, there's no such thing as backyard bonsai, right? (laughs) Right. You're not going to do that. And what, and I see it, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit in the last segment, uh, about where people are topping trees, uh, and, or butchering them every single year and trying to create this weird, uh, topiary, uh, thing with a maple tree or something like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work does it yeah well right when you think about what a a bonsai is it's (laughs) there's yeah there's different it's it's an art it's not it's not a tree's true growth it's not what it wants to do right (laughs) so you're listening to the zamzo's show uh i'm joss zamzo and i'm here with chris owings and nolan guthrie and we're talking about trees in this valley trees that do well ones that don't do well in the last segment we're going to talk about how you can plant your own trees and what what's involved in in maintaining them because it's actually very simple um i i'm a huge fan and it's almost become a joke anybody ever asked me what i think they should plant i say choke cherry (laughs) right (laughs) And uh, I like it for a wind. I like it for a privacy break. Um, I like them as trees. I like them as shrubs. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. But for me, talk about a plant that that you could stick in the ground here and would just want to be here. Uh, but still, you know, leaves come out green and then they turn red. So there's a lot of color. There's a yeah. lot of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and no bores. Um, right. No aphids. No, you don't have to spray it for fungus or or anything else like that. Just easy as pie. 
Uh, I love a choke cherry. Yeah. yeah, and big blooms. And the blooms smell amazing. Right, and I, I've had yeah. people ask before. Well, is, is you know, is there fruit? There does. There is some. Some, uh, not very but, much. But really, I, I find the birds eat most of it, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and whatever else is there drops. It's not like a crab apple tree, right. uh, but but easy, interesting, low maintenance, uh, and and then my favorite tree in my backyard is a London plane. Yeah. Nice. And I, so this is a tree related to a sycamore, uh, but doesn't get anthracnose. The downside is they do have those fuzzy little ball, yeah. the, the, the ball things they drop. Mm-hmm. Is a, um, yeah. Backyard fight fodder. Right. Right. And then as they start getting bigger, they did the, the, it's really interesting the way the bark uh, splits and sheds, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, and it adds a lot of interest to the to the trunk. I mean, it's yeah. a beautiful tree to look at, and you do have to rake up, you know, that stuff uh, periodically. But but you well, know, and it you know it just it, it kind of also fills that maple niche too because yeah. it is a cross between a sycamore and a maple, so mm-hmm. it's got that similar look. But the structure of a, a of a mature London plane tree is just awe inspiring, right? Yeah, and I just beautiful. I I think uh, talk about a tree that you want you want that Midwest big tree feel in your yeah. backyard in a tree that wants to be here. To mm-hmm. me, it's a London plane yeah, tree, a right? And way better than a willow, right? You right. Then your London plane's a mess. Every right. Day. A willow. Yeah, willow's way worse. So we've got one segment left to get to all the things that that we have left to cover here and. And uh, and I love a topic like this where there's a lot to go through, but but we got to take a break. Uh, you're listening to the Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and now through Monday, September 11th, Zamzo's is having a one-two tree sale, where adding a beautiful shade tree is as easy as one-two tree. First, stop by Zamzo's Chinden Greenhouse before September 11th and pick out the trees and shrubs you want to add. Second, save 40% off every tree and shrub you buy. And third, relax and enjoy your beautiful landscaping. And along with 40% off all trees and shrubs at Chinden, all 13 Zamzos are taking 20% off Thrive, Zamzos Growth Tabs, Tree and Shrub Insect Control, and more. And when you buy the 1-2 Punch, you get a Bernie Zamzo Wonder Bucket to apply it with for free. Plus, all stores have bagged soil and bark on sale when you buy three bags of the same product. 20% off patio furniture, yard art and fountains, and 30% off fire pits. But don't wait, because Zamzo's 1-2 tree sale ends Monday, September 11th. So shop now and save big at Zamzo's. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. We are News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the final segment of the Zamzo Show. Josh Zamzo here together with Chris Owings and Nolan Guthrie, and we're talking trees. We've been talking about trees that we love and ones that we don't like uh, uh, and why. And and I think this last segment, uh, my intention was that we really empower people who are listening to this podcast that you can plant your own trees. Uh, I mean – I think there there's uh, a fear that if I don't do it right, it's not going to uh, grow and, and all the rest of that. But the reality is people really can buy a tree, stick it out of the back of your SUV, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yep. drive slowly home, dig a hole and put it in the ground and have it live. Absolutely. Uh, if you're picking, you know, the right variety of tree. So, so Chris, let's start off with uh, 
what is a what is a regular person who just has a a relatively new home and they want to put a tree so they they pick their tree H- how do they go about planting this thing so first thing i always recommend is put all your money into that hole right okay. so you want to take the time to dig a hole that's twice as big as that root ball okay just as deep because you don't want it to, to settle and sink and be too deep, but twice as wide. As now, it so is. what happens if they plant a tree too deep? Let's talk about that. Yeah, planting it too deep, they're right at the top of the root ball. I forget what they call it, Nolan. What is that called? Right at the, the crown. Top. The crown, thank you. The crown that has to be able to breathe, right. just like anything else. And if it gets below the ground, you'll li- literally suffocate the, the tree. The crown is the part of the tree that's transitioning into root. Right. So it's kind of, it's. I mean, think of it as like a, an organ of mm-hmm. the tree, essentially. Yeah. It's a, it's, you can it has see to it. Have, it's yeah. kind of a bulbous. But if yeah. you cover right. that up with dirt or mulch or whatever, the, the, that, that material is not designed to be under the ground. It can't fight the, right. the bacteria and the funguses, and it will rot. The, the surface of the root. Yep. So, so you mentioned I actually like uh, for, for if people really want to be accurate, if you if you've prepped a good hole, it's going to settle. And I almost like for a brand new tree to be a ever so slightly too high. Yeah. Then I like idea. it to be too low. Uh, not not. I mean, we're just talking about an inch above grade or something right. like that because the ground does settle. Yeah, and if you think about it, the roots of the tree aren't going to be in that. Like if you just take it right out of the pot, the roots are going a little bit deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So the soil level of the pot is not where the roots are technically. So right. having that just up a little bit, even if it is a little too high, I'd rather err on too high than too low. Right. Definitely. We, we tend to overwater around here too. And that you got to imagine that those roots we just put down 24 inches below the ground, it's going to take a long time for that to dry out. Right. So if that water sloped away on top of the, the roots... So That's, I have a I have a question, a Chris. Win. You mentioned you know digging the hole twice as wide. Have you played with the width of the hole over the years at all? Or are you still kind of sticking to that two times as wide? The last time, the last few trees I planted were some fruit trees, mm-hmm. and I went with a much shorter, much uh, closer hole, uh, partly out of laziness, but <laughs> <laughs> but also I kind of wanted to see what that was. It, it was you know a very similar system, and you know I took the soil out. I still amended it really heavily before I went back in there, so I ended up with a lot of extra soil, uh, but which is fine to just yeah. toss in the garden. That's still good. But sure, you know I, I'm just kind of interested. I, I don't think either one's wrong. Uh, I just kind of I'm, I'm kind of interested in that recovery time and how those things work. Have you noticed anything it, with that? I think it really depends on how compacted your soil is. Mm-hmm. If it's heavy, heavy clay, just the process of digging it up and breaking it up, getting oxygen back down in there mm-hmm. really helps yeah. the roots get out. Right. Yeah. So so uh, most people are not going to be planting ball and burlap yeah. trees. They're just too big and they're just too heavy. <laughs> my, and, my linden was a bald and burlap, and I can tell you I probably won't do that again. <laughs> that was a I mean, tough that was a tough afternoon. That's how you herniated this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. You want a, a, a separate radio show on how to <laughs> how to herniate a disc. A ball and burlap tree is yeah. one of those best ways. Uh, but so so we've got this tree. So let's talk about amending the soil because there's a lot of discussion. I mean should I amend the soil? Should I not amend the soil? Yeah. Uh, and and if so, if I'm amending it, how much am I using? Sure. I, I like one to four. So one part compost, four parts or three parts your existing soil. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make it too rich, or your tree won't want to leave that hole you've created. Those yeah, roots right. will just start to grow in a circle. 
you want them to venture out into our native soil. So speaking of holes of roots growing in a circle, you, you slide that plastic pot off and, and the roots, you know, assuming the tree is, is somewhat uh, established in the pot, mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing some of those roots starting to grow in a circle. What should we be doing with those? You should, I would say, massage them out. Yeah. Yep, work them out because they'll continue to grow in that circle. And eventually as they grow and thicken, it'll choke the tree yeah, out. Yeah, and it's right? not like you have to pull it all the way out and extend the root to its, its fullest length. You're just trying to break it off the soil that's there. Right, you just, I think massaging is kind of the right word. I mean, When I was doing landscaping, I don't even know if this was right, but they would just take like a knife and yep. cut through it, score you know, it. Yeah. score it around the outside. That just kind of breaks it up a little bit. I think especially if... Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't do it to save money. I do it because I like to save trees. But I'm, I'm a sucker for a clearance tree uh, that's getting ready to go in the dumpster. You know, somebody's going to throw it away. And sometimes when you get those and they're struggling and you pull that off, those roots have grown into a tight circle. Oh, and, yeah. and so you're, you, you wrestle with, you know, am, am I doing this tree a favor by cutting those roots and pulling them out? Or should I let them to continue, continue to grow? And, and I think the reality is is theoretically it's it's hurting the tree to cut those roots at the very beginning but three years from now if you don't do that you're going to end up with a tree that's dying it's either going to be dead in three years or growing in three right because it literally (laughs) chokes itself out so we're massaging those roots out we're mending the soil one to four with compost uh and and we're putting this thing in the ground and then and then what do we do we just stomp on the ground like we're setting up a fence post or what do we do Maybe not quite that hard, but yeah, you do you do want to compact it. It's got to be able to withstand some wind and, and that, so yeah. you don't want it to just blow over. So yeah, do compact. I think with your initial, I always like to give it, a, as soon as I'm done, I just, bunch of water. Like, yeah. Get watered in really good, and I think that helps settle it as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so that... that soil gets a little bit compacted down what do you guys are you guys doing wells still yeah you yeah guys still I, do a water well? I like yeah. it yeah that's where i always put my first drink of thrive yeah you yeah take away that transplant shock you want to give it the energy to push out the roots that's and i and i we, we could do a whole nother show on the value of mycorrhizae mm-hmm. uh which is a, a the beneficial fungus that colonizes around uh roots in a natural forest environment mm-hmm. uh the the planting tabs that we have that contain the mycorrhizae those go in the planting hole just to help inoculate those roots with with ben- beneficial mycorrhizae to help them get established i think that's huge and and that that first initial water isn't so much for drinks for the tree as much as it, we're trying to get the air out, mm-hmm. we're trying to force the air out of those pockets and get the ground to settle in around. And, and you'd mentioned, you know, throwing the dirt on the garden. W- one of the things I learned the hard way is don't throw all the dirt on the garden yet. Right. Because you, right, you put yeah, the thing yeah, in the ground yeah. uh, and, and you, you get it where you think you're just where you want to be and you start watering it. And then you realize, oh, man, the, the soil has dropped down quite a bit. Yeah. I need some of that back. That's kind of almost your secondary function of building up that well around it. Right. You know, it's, it's going to settle in. So you've still got some of that soil there. to, But it, yeah, I've certainly gotten rid of soil before. <laughs> right. <laughs> I right. should have. <laughs> so uh, as far as the time of year goes, I, I, I saw a description that I loved, which is we want as much time for a newly planted tree. Uh, we we want to separate the planting time between uh, the planting time and summer by as much time as was is possible. So so if you follow that that, you know, rule of thumb, that would mean that fall 
is the ideal time to plant a tree. And then early spring would be the next best, mid-spring closer to that, and then during the hot part of the summer as the worst time to plant. But, uh, but, but fall is a great time because you've got all winter long for those roots established. Exactly. I like a pole yeah. uh, to kind of give the tree a little stability in the wind. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think, yeah, when it comes to that staking, because that's a very common question, you don't want it to be holding onto the tree super rigid. Right. The tree still wants to sway. What you're doing is preventing it from getting blown all the way over. Right, right. It, it just, still needs to move. Right, just at one pole. Uh, right, pole. yeah. And, yeah. That gives yeah. It, and that gives it, it actually helps the tree build some strength in the stem. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so I wish we had more time, guys. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're getting into this, but please come see us at Zamzo's. We'll help you plant your tree. You can totally do it, and we can help you. We've got everything you need. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for, for being on the show with me. This has been a, a very good topic. Uh, and you've been listening to The Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and now through Monday, September 11th, Zamzo's is having a one-two tree sale, just in time for fall planting. It's been a long, hot summer, and everybody's landscaping could use a refresh. So right now, all remaining trees and shrubs at our Chinden Greenhouse are 40% off. We're also offering 20% off patio furniture, yard art, and 30% off fire pits, plus 20% off Thrive and Zamzo's grow tabs, which are both great for planting. What's more, bagged soils, compost, and bark are also on sale when you buy three bags of the same product. And when you purchase the one-two punch, you save an additional 20% and get a free Bernie Zamzo Wonder Bucket to apply it with. But don't wait. Our trees and shrubs are limited to stock on hand at our Chinden location only. And this sale ends at all stores Monday, September 11th at the close of business. So come see us now. 13 stores to serve you, including our Chinden Greenhouse between Locust Grove and Meridian Road. Nobody knows like Zamzo's.